0: Um, so, the movie this week, Matthew, one of the characters says, I didn't, didn't think I was going to make money off this. I just wanted to carve out a part of the internet with my own weirdos. I'm paraphrasing. It's not exactly that. But, uh yeah, I just think that's what we're doing, right?
1: We're... Well, I mean, I'll never stoop so low as to ever suggest we make money from something like this.
0: No, no. Although... Although we have just posted in the Facebook about potentially doing Patreon, so oh, oh well, uh, maybe not then.
1: Maybe no, we are... it's vulgar. Vulgar, cancelled now.
0: No, we're splitting aren't. us apart. No, we're not. We want the we want the people's dime. Give us your dime.
1: Um, but aside okay, from but that, I want to do that, but keep my integrity. Reputation as a serious podcast artist.
0: Well, what I thought I might do is I'll keep the money, and you can still like be a struggling artist. Good compromise. Lovely. Yeah, I like that. Lovely. Right. So, um, oh, yeah. So, anyway, welcome to Creative Psychopaths. This week we're talking about Creep 2. And um, you do all the lovely, usual things, get on whatever app it is and review the podcast because that sort of boosts up the rating. So, when someone's looking for horror movies, they find us and go, ooh, what is this picture of a weird sandwich? And then they go on and find a delicious which is this. Um, Yeah, this week we're joined by Chloe, uh, who joined us for Creep. And um, what else do we need to say?
1: Uh, Just reiterate the point. Give us a five-star review. Join the Facebook group. Join us on the other socials and enjoy your listen. Yeah, so let's let's get into the podcast
0: proper. And I'm definitely rambling now. Let's just... Uh, Hopefully the music will cut me off and I'll be, uh, you know... uh, Hello everyone and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. But what is a horror sandwich? I hear you shout from your place where you're listening to podcasts, your car or at school. should be listening at school. Uh, anyway, Um. oh, anyway, what a horror sandwich is this? A lovely movie filling surrounded by two chatty, chatty goodnesses. I'm Mark and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. Hello. How are you today?
1: I'm living the dream.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, of course, because you're on this podcast, which is a dream for many people, which saying that uh, we've got a guest who's living the dream this week in Chloe. Hello. How are you? Hello.
2: Hello. I'm very good. Thank
0: you. Oh, lovely. It's lovely to have you back on the show. Um, Your first episode that you did is one of our most popular, most downloaded, the original creep. Oh, well, uh, I'm honoured. And we... Enjoyed talking about tubby time um which was fun, right? Oh yeah, loved it. <laughs> we all ended the night suitably creeped out, even though <laughs> we'd already watched the movie. it was a bit of a weird one um so so we're doing oh, it again. yeah, yeah why not? um I feel like normally I have something to say that's interesting, but um no, I don't.
1: anyone got anything? Well, no, normally you're a, a preamble maestro. Uh is everything okay?
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh,
2: we have not... um, two extra special guests that might per on the podcast today.
0: Oh yes, of course you've got you've got two kittens, which um, two
2: kittens.
0: which you've named Freddie and Jason. No doubt,
2: I haven't, um, but they do have movie names:
0: Ooh.
1: Alien and Predator.
2: No, so, no, we have Emily Bing mm.
0: and Wednesday Adams. Oh, that's nice.
2: That's
1: yeah. nice.
0: Yeah, lovely. Wednesday, of course, is a horror movie character. Not really. Wow, my preamble's terrible this week. Normally I've got something to say. I mean, I could tell you that I went to see the movie Harold Fry. Um, So did I. Yeah. It was one of my absolutely very favourite books of... Um, read it slash listened to it probably about five times since it came out, which probably not a lot in 10 years, but um,
1: yeah. So that was good. I think um, that's more than I, any book I've ever read.
0: Uh, so uh, I, I, I enjoyed it, but I found that I sort of, I think that I enjoyed it more because I sort of knew the characters a lot better <laughs> than the film lets you, lets you know the characters. So it was a bit of a, Bit of a thing, but I'm I'm happy for Jim Broadbent. I like him. So yeah,
1: well, actually, I'm going to to say uh, a thank you uh, for pensioners at this point because they're they're kind of the unsung heroes of British cinema because they bring in so much money because they, they see so many things like during the day when cinemas are quiet, pensioners you know keep that ship sailing, and it's nice that. You know they're rewarded with films aimed specifically at at them. A few times,
2: you so. say that, but I am a I am a avid film goer of during the day, and it is always for Like I went to Evil Dead Rise, and the amount of like people in their sixties in that screening, I was shocked I'm very like happy to see it.
1: Yeah, the yeah OAPs are are proper cinema heroes, and and I think without their contribution. I think cinemas would struggle even more than they already do. So I'm clapping. You can't see it, but I'm clapping.
0: No, you can't (laughs) see. I saluted. I'm Um, I'm
1: doing it quietly because, you know, Mark has to edit this.
0: I'll give it. Fair enough. Anyway, it's it's an audio medium, so I think clapping is okay, but my salute probably was lost on everybody. But I told you I saluted. So now you can just imagine me doing that. Wow, this week's preamble was fine. (laughs) Um, Let's get into the first slice of bread, though. And because we have Chloe back for um, something or other, returning guest, um, we're going to ask you some of the second round of questions. Um, So, well, let's do it. Um, So we've only got four of the second round, but, uh, you know, As per usual, we'll drag it out. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, what do you, in your opinion, what is the best horror soundtrack?
2: I'm gonna. So I struggled with these questions. They're not questions I've normally thought about, but Mm. um, I'm gonna go with any Jordan Peele film.
0: Right. Okay.
2: So I'm going get out. Um. I'm gonna include the new Candyman in it. Us, nope. Like they are. I think they were all great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I specifically enjoyed actually the one in Us because they have that sort of remix of. Oh, the song's gone out of my head, but the that song that's played at the beginning of it, and then throughout the film, they have that sort of yeah. remix of that of that song, and it so uh, it adds a really good intensity to it, actually. Yeah. I, th-
2: I think because the- it uses like popular music and it uses music that I listen to on the on like as a normal music listener.
0: Right.
2: Oh, yeah. Um yeah, so it's, so it's it's already like getting me excited for the film. I remember sitting in um the cinema to watch Get Out and when that song came on in the beginning, I was just like this is a bit of me this. I know I am going to love this film, and I did.
1: I really enjoyed the use of "fuck the police" in us when they, they did that as the, uh, the there's the audio joke on it.
2: Uh, yeah, with the
1: Alexa playing it that was uh, that was just a really great, you know, moment of comedy in that film.
2: Hundred
0: percent.
1: Yeah that's a good shout though. I think that song's
0: I got five on it um now I'm remembering
1: yeah that that is on us yeah yeah yeah
0: I enjoyed I think it, I think it's the sort of fight fi- final battle um where that song's remixed and sort of played over it it's very good very good so oh now I'm um, this is this is what I'm curious about because I think no, we've had more than one answer to this now, but up until recently, it was just the one. So, what is the best remake?
2: Um, again, a very tough question, but I'm going with Evil Dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that so far, that had been the one that was the outstanding anyway. winner. Yeah, yeah. That was the one that me and Matthew chose. Um, I can only think that, um, all chose Suspiria, didn't you? Yeah, he? that's the only yeah. one that we've had as a... See, as a I a did
2: not love that remake, but yeah, Evil Dead for me.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to think of it of less, as less and less of a remake now, because um, I think with Evil Dead Rise, I think this, I think it was more of a sort of...
1: It's kind of opened spirit. the door to it being a legacy, sequel, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, more yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it essentially, it is a remake, though, of Evil Dead. It's Cabin in the Woods, you know.
1: I mean, that that's what it was that's originally what it was created as, wasn't yeah,
0: it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm under the impression, I think, that the, that that one usually is a different Book of the Dead as well. So now we've seen all three Books of the Dead. Um, but potentially I might be wrong on that one. But now, uh, yeah, that's been the one that's... Um, that's come up a lot and actually I've been thinking about rewatching it lately since uh, I enjoyed Evil Dead Rise so much I don't want to get back into that one cuz
2: yeah it's been on um, like Sky Sci-Fi a couple of times over the last few weeks so I've watched it literally twice in the last month um and then Evil Dead Rise would might you say they just, I just think they I just think they were done really well
0: yeah yeah um yeah, so um, we're still we still only got two answers to that question, really. So um, either we need to change that question, or I'm going to
1: say Hollywood <laughs> needs to pull its finger out or
0: realize that remakes don't work that well.
1: Although there are some, there are some. Has anyone said the thing yet? That seems like one that would be an acceptable choice. No one. Said or is that thing? kind of just like a technicality on on it
0: because a very uh. different
1: film. Ones,
0: aren't they? Oh, true yeah no one said the fly either but you could add the same same to that but they are technically remakes um although i actually think the thing might be an actual sequel
1: um no I... it's it's the, the the they're both uh they're both adapted from the the same original core text
0: right
1: yeah, uh, yeah. but they do take it in pretty different ways so it's, Yeah, I'm. I, I'm saying it's a remake. The fly. So
2: about is. the um remake of um, martyrs. But I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of the remake myself. I know that's quite a favourable one.
0: I, I was under the impression the remake of martyrs was pretty poor as a general rule.
2: Really? No, actually, quite like when, uh, oh, This might just be like my. Or TikTok based, but whenever anyone talks about like um, the most shocking films they've ever seen, it always comes up, but it always comes up as the remake. Hmm.
0: I've never seen the remake, but I'm under the impression that it doesn't have any of the.
2: No, it's uh, rubbish. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, well, that's what I mean. My impression was is that it's rubbish, but uh, I'm sure I'll get to it one day. I'm churning my way through as many films as I can, so... Yeah, I'll maybe, maybe we'll, have to, uh,
1: we'll have to cover a few just to get us, get us more knowledge on this front.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll do a remake month. Re-make you worry. But that's rubbish. <laughs> uh- <laughs> so, um, right. So, what is the best... Protagonist slash antagonist, or you know, if you've got both, go 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 mad.
2: I again, I turned to Google for help with this because I could go for the very obvious. Yeah, we have Sydney Prescott, we have um, Michael Myers, we have all the greats, mm. but, but instead. When I I read through a couple of lists of like the best protagonists and the best the best heroes and and I had to agree with some of them and some of them I was like yeah no that is actually so I'm gonna go with Annie Wilkes from Misery. Right yeah that is a great then, show yeah yeah and then I'm gonna go with Erin from Your Next or Sean from Shaun of the Dead.
0: <laughs> Those are all really good, um, especially Annie Wilkes. I don't think that would have even popped into my brain, but you're right. That's
2: yeah. I just as soon as I saw it, I was like, absolutely yes, because she yeah. is just relentless and terrifying
0: in that film. Yeah, it's a, it's a great performance, an absolutely fantastic performance. Yeah, you're right. And um, protagonists, yeah. What is the name of the girl from Your Next? What did she's you say? She's called Erin. Erin. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, yeah, it's a
2: great film, and I like that it's like got that unexpected. Like we're all expecting like the bimbo to run around, and then it turns out no, she's actually really good at this.
0: Yeah, she knows yeah. what she's doing. Well, one day we'll get around to doing my favourite twists, and uh, that's that's right up there as one of my absolute favourites. Um, have you seen Your Next, Matthew? Uh, I haven't.
1: No, I has come up a couple of times, so I need to fix that, don't I?
0: Yeah. Well, we well, do you know d- the twist. So, oh, you do know the twist. Oh, yeah. Right, okay. Oh well, we're not ruining it. you are not, You're not ruining, ruining it for me. me. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. And um... <sighs> do you know what? I'm not a big Shaun of the Dead guy. I asked... Are you not? Oh, I, I thing is, I love Spaced and um... and that, but um, for some reason, Shaun of the Dead just didn't resonate with me. I do not know why um, because I love Simon Pegg and all that stuff, so I really don't know what happened there. Uh, I I think maybe I'm just not a big zombie
1: guy. That might be all it is. I'm kind of going to go different because I I love Shaun of the Dead as well, but I think Shaun's kind of a jerk.
2: (laughs) No, he is kind of a jerk, but I think it's that it's just it's, it's quite British in their approach to go how they handle the situation. And I like that. And I think that's how a lot of us would act. We'd just be like, right, we need to go get our mum. We need to go get our girlfriend. And we need to go find somewhere and hide for as long as we possibly can.
1: (laughs) See, I I agree with that. And I love it all the way through when he goes. And then I get to the end of it and he's still the same guy In, you know, he's still playing PlayStation games with his old friend. Not moved on in life, and it's kind of like it feels like the hero journey's wasted. But he's gotten away with it because nobody else has noticed.
2: You want a bit more of like a a final girl moment where they come out and they're just like this strong badass.
1: I kind of, I, I kind of want to see like. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna say that it's I'm not gonna pretend that I can do better than what, what they put out because I certainly can't, but I just think <laughs> maybe just like an extra little bit showing that Sean's moved on and and it is I mean, they did it deliberately to show that he'd he'd fallen back into his ways by the end. But just an, a little thing. extra scene to show that maybe he's like been promoted at work or he's like just got like the respect of his underlings at work or something yeah, you know I
2: think um, that COVID has kind of showed us that we all just do settle back into
1: what was before kind of which is like if, I want my heroes to be heroes you know, a, a smidge more heroic and and you know you can yeah. have that having uh, Nick Frost around as like a little comfort blanket sort of thing you know and rather than this could lead to a very dangerous situation for the world.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, I think I just like yeah. that everyday hero stance thing. Like this could be any of us type thing. And
1: 95% of the film, I completely agree with you. It, it's, yeah. It is wonderful. It, it's a great film as well. Despite what Mark says. One day we'll, we'll get him round. Hopefully. <laughs>
0: maybe, uh, maybe I do like it. It's probably one of those ones that I watched a while ago and just didn't um,
2: you weren't in the mood for it, right then?
0: Maybe. I don't know. Um, it, it doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter. No, I don't need to. I don't need to unpack my um, baggage of with Shaun of the Dead right now. Probably <laughs> we'll watch it. We'll get to. We'll do a month of homer, horror, homer, horror comedies, and uh, yeah, we'll include that one. I reckon. There you go. Yeah, we're getting it. a lot
1: of months out of this, aren't we?
0: Yeah, yeah, well, uh, you know, theme your months or or don't. Right, so, oh, well, that was the delicious uh, first slice of bread then. We've asked you some lovely questions. You've given us some lovely answers. We've sort of vaguely argued in a very nice, kind way. And now we're going to get into the filling of the delicious, delicious horror sandwich. And this filling is Creep 2. As I said before, Chloe was here when we did the first Creep. And now we're going to dip into Creep 2. Now, as I'm sure you know, we no longer just go through the plot. So (laughs) we're uh, going to have a little chat about it. But first things first, I am going to just tell you some stuff about it. So this was uh, directed by Patrick Bryce, who is he the guy from the first one? I should have. He is, yeah. Yeah. I should have written that down. Um, he doesn't
1: star in this one, though, for
0: obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. You kind of see him a little bit. You do. You do kind of see him. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, directed by Patrick Price um, and starring Mark Duplass and uh, Desiree Akavan. Is that right? Hang on. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I I, I didn't know if I was saying that correctly. There is one other character in it called Dave, but he's not in it very long. Uh, <laughs> and I don't have anything really on the box office because I think it was pretty much straight to Netflix. Because this yeah, this I one says so. Netflix presents, so that's some that's some magic that we don't understand. So essentially, it revolves around Sarah uh, applying for a job. To be a videographer, and um, she meets Mark Duplass's character, who in this film is called Aaron. Um, and in the last film, we knew him as Joseph. Joseph. Uh, yeah, Joseph. 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 Yeah. So, uh, hmm. So it's it's a it's sort of a different film, really, isn't it? It's um, it's it starts. Um, like, it's going to be sort of the same thing, but I feel it veers off into a different direction because with uh, Sarah, she's a sort of sort of totally different to Aaron, really. Um, and obviously, Mark Duplass' character, who is... I'll just refer to him as Aaron from now on. Um, is again different it's 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 such a such a different film you know he's playing the same character and yet he manages to play a completely different character um and i really quite like it for that um i think as sequels go you know it's nice that they it's a bit familiar but also completely different yeah I think,
1: definitely i think sequels tend to fall into three broad categories don't they for that you, know, you you get your your retreads of the first movie, uh, mm-hmm. you know, things like Airplane Two. I would say it's the, the most egregious example of that, <laughs> uh, where it, you know it's just the same thing again, and nothing particularly interesting in those ones. That they're the worst kind of sequel. Then you get the sequel that's just carry on the story. You know you. Uh, your Godfathers part twos, your Empire Strikes Back. And then you get this one, which is sort of kind of do the same thing again, but twist it, flip it, play around with with the formula and what made it work. And this form and, and the the previous, you know, the carry the story, they're the they're the best kind of sequels because you it gives you something new. You know, you're not but also Familiar, you know, you, you, yeah, the ones that carry on the story, these ones, you know, the characters, you kind of know the beats. And what this one does really well is it puts you in a position where they know you've seen the first film, yeah, and then it goes, How can we throw you off from that, yeah. You
2: know. I think that's, it, that's in the film as well, because obviously he sits Sarah down like straight away and he's like, I'm a serial killer. So he's putting everyone on the same level. So even if you didn't see the first film, like we're all on this level of like, oh, this man is a serial killer. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and it even goes as far as showing the main kill from the first film, doesn't it? Yeah,
2: you know? and I've just seen, as we were talking, when I tried to look up, the, um the videographer in the last one was called Aaron. Yes, so I'm assuming yeah, was, he's like yeah. taking
0: on his name type thing. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of get the feeling from the story of this, that Aaron was his last best. Or yeah. Possibly not best, but his last kill that he was totally invested in. Because what we do get at the beginning of this film is he's obviously been playing this game with somebody else, but he's just sort of bored of it. Yeah. Um, so we do see him, well, it's the only kill in the film really, where he just sort of cuts a guy's throat and then it's sort of. <laughs> it,
1: it... Well, let's just uh, take, you know, just take away from, from that just for a, a split second, because I know we, we talk about opening scenes quite a lot, don't we in this? Because they're always good. Cause it's when, when we're watching at home and it's always when you're paying the most attention and, and, Filmmakers always slap in a big opening scene to get you going, and this one is—it might be one of my favourites because it. If you've seen the original film, you know this scene is just dripping in tension.
2: Yeah, you know, you, mm. you know
1: what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And then, if you haven't seen it, they have that moment, don't they? When he looks at the at the spy cam. And just oh, gives it a little yeah. smile and it repositions it. And you you're feeling like, oh you know, this is something this is weird. One of like
2: the great things about found footage as well, is like it's he's looking right at you. Like they can break the fourth wall, but not technically break the fourth wall. Right,
0: yeah. So yeah. It's like
2: they are complete they are looking at you and they're like, like you are in on this with me type thing, and it just
1: It makes you feel complicit, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, and that you you can't help this guy, and then you're not quite sure how much danger he's in if you haven't seen the first film, and then he just pulls out that knife very slightly right in the corner of the screen, and like it's easy to miss. Yeah, yeah, and then kills the guy very abruptly, and it's like, oh shit, this this is. Serious business. I think what a great opening that is.
0: It is a great opening. It also makes me realise that I forgot to ask Chloe what her favourite opening was.
1: Um <laughs> uh, We'll have to save that for the for the trio for the hat trick.
0: Yes. Yeah, when we'll Creep s- Three
1: finally comes out, we'll save we'll, yeah, sa- we'll save
0: that go. for the third one. I'm, I apologise that I missed the question. But no, you you're right. As opening as openings go, it's um yeah really good um the the thing about Mark Duplace in this the the character that he plays which is so difficult to, to put him with a name I think um is that despite all this stuff he's he and I always thought that in the other one he's very sympathetic as a character and even watching him then you know if you've seen the first film and you just seem sort of disappointed with what's happening you think it does make you sort of go no <laughs> He's not happy. <laughs> um he does. It's like, who ever thought that, like, serial killers
2: would just have, like, these midlife crises and they're like, oh, I'm I don't so- know if I fancy doing this anymore.
1: Well, that's, yeah, I love that about this film because, you know, we were saying earlier about how, you know, the sequels have to, like, move us in a different direction. You know, the whole of the first film, it's all about this guy and it's like, who is he? Can we trust him? You know, is he just a creepy guy or is he a genuine threat in that? Yeah. And this film somehow manages to do the exact same thing. Totally. Like when I was watching this film and I was just thinking like, is he actually having a midnight midlife crisis? It's like, is he going to turn her into a serial killer as like his next thing? And, Like, is he dangerous still? And Like, it's how they've managed to somehow keep the same dynamic. It's it's incredible writing. Like, I was really impressed with how they managed to just completely sell me on it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I think what really works to its advantage is that in Sarah, you get a totally different opposite than you had last time. Because with Aaron, he's almost sort of nervous from the start, so you mm-hmm. with, you're with him on that. Because obviously, you know, you're behind the camera, and you sort of you're with him on that. Whereas Sarah's considerably braver, and um, all these stupid jump scares that he that he tries to do, she doesn't fall for them, and it, it doesn't work in the film either. I I, I find you know like no. he, he he jumps out, but because she's not scared, it doesn't catch you out either. Um, it's very clever <laughs> yeah um, and, and I, I i don't know how they've done it no
2: it's, it's just showing as well that like these videographers are reflective of the audience in both films and how yeah differently those audiences are going into those films which again is very clever and very coming from my uh film study days there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it's just—it's always just been really impressive to me that they've been able to chuck out a sequel that is just as good as 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 the original. Um, I think it's not quite as wacky as as the original one. It doesn't have quite the same uh, charm, perhaps. Um, that might not even be the word I'm looking for, but um,
1: you know, I think it's it allows itself to be funnier than the original, I think. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, because I think both scene, uh, both films have like a um, sort of between second and third act sort of scene where things kind of change. And, I remember the first scene, sort of the cameras off. It's point, like well, it's pointed away from the action, and it's uh, Mark Duplass telling this really dark story about how he's sexually abused his wife wearing a wolf mask, and it's it yeah. kind of you know it puts us in a really sort of dark, grimy, uncomfortable place. Whereas this one does something visually much more horrible. Where it shows him ask someone to behead him with an axe and then try to hang himself and it's terror you know, horrible thing mm. that you to see. Yeah, you know, yeah. Even as a viewer, it's it's really uncomfortable. But it's also got this strange comic quality to it, you know, that kind of puts this film in a bit more of a I think this film's clearer that it's having a bit more fun than than the yeah. first, you know, be- yeah. because of I that. I
2: mean, you've got like a full frontal scene in this, not from a woman, and I think you kind of know where you're going when something like that happens, and it and it comes very random. Like I was not prepared for like the first time I saw it in the slightest. and I just think I was like, oh
0: yeah i think I, I think that that is partly what is able to establish sarah as you know as not relatable but she, she adds bravery to the situation that you that you didn't know you needed because she's not necessarily on his level but she's meeting him at certain points and I don't know whether it's part of his plan or whether it's true, but he does find himself somewhat confused by her, like you know, oh, I'm doing all this weird stuff that people are normally like, that's weird whereas she's like, well, fuck yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, what we know of him is actually a lot smarter, so he probably knows that she's there at his YouTube channel. I don't
2: know, not... but it's, it's such an interesting question, it's definitely something, I mean I only re-watched it today because it had been a while since I'd seen it and like it's definitely one of those things it's like does, does like is he is he surprised by how she's acting um uh, because it's not you would it wouldn't be like a normal reaction from somebody like if someone sat there and said they were a serial killer I'd probably at first be like yeah yeah whatever but then if they're like gonna show me this video I'm gonna be like a little bit more like no maybe this person is
0: yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I think you might be right. I think, yeah, to be fair, I think when she shows up, he's definitely in the state of mind where he's, you know, he's had enough of it, Um but she does show him a sort of different, um something different because he has to change his game Um because she's not, she's not affected by how he is. Um, like he's got that wolf mask on and instead of being creeped out by it, she's just like, I'd rather you weren't wearing it while you're driving. Yeah.
2: Know. Oh, you've got like a wolf mask on. That's cute.
1: Like, yeah. It's, I mean, do you that think that that plays into, do you think that's how it plays into the ending though as well? And, and the development and the, you know, that whole third act is that he, because he can't freak her out and be, you know, because she's so determined to just, straight face all of his shit that maybe you know he, he did want to die and and he was ready for it and he did want to kill himself or be killed but this has reawakened his his love yeah. and his his determination to kill because
2: it's, giving, he... it's like a new challenge that's like like well, everyone was going for it and going with it like it just got boring for him so now he's like Oh, this was
1: this was exciting. And by the end of the film, when uh, I think it's New York, I think isn't it? Where she's on like she's on public transport. Yeah, it is yeah. New York, and he yeah, whistles yeah. at her, and she she's scared of him. That just puts you back on it, going, "All oh, right, he he's won. Now he's got her scared. Mm. Yeah. Now yeah. he's got another victim that he's playing with."
0: See, I always took that scene as her not being scared, but more sort of, I feel like she's got a wry smile. I might be wrong. I might be completely wrong about that, but I always got the feeling that she was like, she saw him and she was she was like, Oh, let's do this again. Let's
1: dance again.
0: But maybe oh. not. Maybe not. Um, mm, we've seen it in different ways.
1: There. Well, maybe that's what we need from Cre- Creep 3 then.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it looked like, when you saw her, it looked like, you know, you see her, it's not like she's, um, oh, I'm back to my normal life. She's obviously got something going on, which, you know, you've been to a traumatic traumatic event, obviously, you know. Uh, So, yeah. Um, Actually, I did want to say, because you were saying about the comedy of it, there is one bit in it which I really, really, um, well, I wouldn't say I was barely laughing, but I was certainly laughing when um, he's trying to tell a story. And, and everything nothing's going his way like initially he's doing this oh, thing with his arms
2: in like the river he's
0: doing this thing with his arms and she's going what are you doing he's like yeah but if, when we had the effect it'd be like my arms are like don't do that and then the bird won't show up and then there's shadow on his face and it's just it's quite a good scene it's um there's no tension in it at all actually it doesn't um it probably doesn't do anything for the horror of it but it is quite fun.
1: It kind of puts it onto that thing that it's all going wrong, isn't it? And that we, you know, we're, we're sending this guy and, and it helps us, you know, think, well, it helps us put us off being like, you know, maybe it is all going wrong for him and maybe he yeah. is, you know, trying, you know, he is in a crisis and nobody's having to do.
2: There's um, also the fact that she's like kind of, directing him and she's like picking at what he's trying to do which again is probably something that's not he's, he's used to taking the lead and people just following what he goes away with and she's like maybe not do that or they shadow up like she keeps
0: mm. getting in the way with his plan yeah yeah I think um, it's, one, it's wonderful for that it's got so much it's got so much going on it's, it's uh yeah very good. Um, I don't know what else I've got to say about it, really.
1: Well, I want to ask you you both a question, really, because these are two films that we've had here, which are basically character studies of this one serial killer, which just by the by, I, is this something unique in horror? I can't think of many other films like this. Uh. You know, because we have lots of great horror characters, but and, and you know, films are centered around characters, but we don't really like have films that are just a deep dive of looking at them. I mean, I'm sure there are some, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Hmm. But given that you've had two films that are just focused on the mentality and you know, the thought process and actions of this one m- creep you know there's a reason they called it that one creep <laughs> do you think that you actually know who this guy is absolutely not mm. no it's like we we've got nearly 3 hours of footage about this guy and we are no clearer as to knowing like the f- no. the second like thing about it him-
2: like- Yeah, he's got the he's taken the name of his last kill. So, what what is his real name? We hear these different stories along the way. He he was married. Was he married? He had this relationship with his mother, but then in this one, he tells some story about um going to like an institution, as well as meeting another serial killer in the woods. There's just so much. That you're like, well, what? Yeah. Is any of yeah. this real?
0: I I think I always got the feeling that there were that there was some aspect of reality to what he's saying. Um but um uh, I don't know, I, I, well in answer to your question, no, I don't think I don't think you get I don't think you get any part of him because Mark Plas's character in this is not the same character. He's not Joseph, is he? He's he's a no. completely different character. It could be you could watch this film without seeing the first film, and it wouldn't make it wouldn't make a jot of difference. Um because he's not play he's not playing the same character, not even slightly playing the same character, which is fantastic, really.
1: Uh um, but at the same time, he's playing exactly yeah. the same guy, isn't it? Yeah. You know, in, in the way that he's you know, he's doing all this stuff and it's, it's so fast. Like someone should write a book about this. <laughs> you know, it's like we need to get some trained psychologist to sit down and watch these films and just try to explain it to us in professional terms. Cause it's like I say, like we have no idea. He's completely different. He's the same guy. He's, he's all over the place. And I, I love it so much. Oh, I'm glad you it's, love it so much
2: because it is so. It's just so good because in the way it's like, so, like you say, it's um, it's so not a traditional horror film, but in this, in some ways, it is. Like, it still has the format, and like, yeah, it really does play with you, and it plays with horror, it plays with audience. It's it's such a clever. They are both such cleverly written films, cleverly made films. And I don't think they get half as much love as
1: they should. No. Yeah, I think that the Blumhouse productions are This second one certainly is. And I, I think if it was, if it was to come out now and, and it had the full weight of, you know, Blumhouse's recent success behind it, we'd be talking about these films as as real classics of the genre. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they, they'd get the, that that. They'd make billions and they'd get huge fan bases.
0: Yeah, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. Um, so, well, um, we're nearing the end of that discussion, I think. Um, so let me just do the Facebook because, um, despite the fact I only posted it today, we've got a few. Um, so Kyle said it builds on the back of the first one in a really interesting way, but doesn't quite land the plane is its predecessor but Mark de plas is so good in these movies which is i agree with the Mark de plas comment (laughs) um brian what did brian say i found this to be one of those sequels that manages to match its predecessor in terms of tone and narrative i particularly like the end of this one a fair amount i would definitely watch another one of these i'm also pretty sure these are dark comedies as much as they are horror yeah i'd agree with that that. Yeah, yeah, we, said that. we
1: both said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, my sister said she hadn't seen it, which I don't know why she. Put it's that. helpful. <laughs> change that. Change that, Faye. <laughs> yes, Faye, change it. Go. go it it. It. It so worth it. Mm. Um, and the, the and, really, and they're a well. nice lens.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're a
0: really nice lens. I don't know if Faye'd enjoy that. She's not a fan footage kind of girl. Um. Yeah, but it's fine anyway. Faker, watch it. Um, specifically talking to my sister now, uh, and Alistair said I enjoyed the dynamic. Um, for this one, a tough gal who doesn't shy from Mark Duplass's insanity, really rooted for her was a ride for sure. Yeah, those pretty much mostly mirror what we said. Um, so let's see. I haven't got the letter boxed up, and I should have done, shouldn't I, for the old uh what. What do people think of it?
2: Um I was on earlier and it's it's got quite a good reception. I think everyone's quite on the same page really.
1: Yeah. I mean there's a
2: couple that don't love it, but that's them. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: a, it's 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 got a three point four. Um which is sort I'd of I'd say
1: that's uh... That's generally pretty good on Letterboxd, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well, you yeah. you gave it a three.
1: Did I? Yeah, you did. I'm calling fat fingers on that. It's definitely better than that.
0: I remember. <laughs> I remember when we talked about it last time. I think I remember you saying that you thought it was a bit of a that it wasn't a great sequel. Which I th- I was surprised at the time. So maybe you just maybe you read, I was just wrong. You didn't have the quite um, the right mindset at the time. It happens. Charlotte
1: Well, obviously it does. Charlotte
0: Dead. Uh, Right, okay. So um, (laughs) let's review it then. So if you're new here, the review system is we have shit, which is shit. Uh, We have an ooh, it's spooky for sort of middle of the road. And we have the creative psychopath for the best film ever in the world ever. Uh, Or at least it's good. Um, And I'm going to give this a creative psychopath. Um, it's very entertaining. Like Chloe said, it's a good length as well, which 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 works out nicely. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll go first, and we'll we'll leave the the final say to Chloe. And I'm going to agree with you, creative psychopath for me too. I I really love this, which I guess I didn't the first time, so it won me over. Mm. You could say, and yeah, really great. Mark Duplass, fantastic actor. Great character. Uh yeah, it's just just really, really well constructed. I loved it.
2: Awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go creative psychopath as well. I just I think it's so well written, so well made, so well acted. Um two thumbs up.
0: The double thumbs. Lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Right, well, there you go. That was the filling—the lovely creepy two filling, hmm. creep squared, creep squared. Thank you. Oh, delicious, <laughs> delicious creep squared. Oh God, my brain really is not working this tonight. It, <laughs> it's it's about as slow as it's ever been. Jeez. Right, so let's get into the final slice of bread. Now, recently we had a bit of an aliens day. I don't really know what it, what it was. LV. Four twenty-six 26 or something like that. So they re-released Aliens into the cinema. Um, and it made me think, what movies would I like to see re-released into the cinema to potentially, you know, A, for me to see on the big screen and B, for other people to discover? Um, and I think we can, we can all agree that Creep deserves it.
1: <laughs>
0: Creep 1 and 2.
1: I'm going to say they deserve the theatrical run at the time at the time i don't you don't, I don't want to give them a think re-release. It's necessarily a film that you like this this needs to be in a cinema but it's, it feels a little bit better when you're kind of watching it on a, on a tv and it feels a little you know wrong that you it's not an experience that you should share i don't think
0: yeah right well yeah fuck creep then um yeah. Watch it at
1: home by yourself on a fuzzy little box tv
0: so um, yeah, so we've come up with uh, some ideas each of films we'd like to see re-released. I've got a couple. I don't know how many you guys have got.
1: Uh, I've got three. Oh, we don't we don't need all of them.
0: Chloe, have you got one or two or four?
2: Or um, like a decade
0: A oh, decades worth. Yeah. Oh dear. Um. Oh, I only got two. Um. Well, I'm, we'll fire one off then, Chloe. Let you go first. For me,
2: um, like I said, I've got a decade. It's pretty much any eighties horror film. <laughs> um I just I would like 80s horror is just my jam. I love it so much. And I wasn't quite born in the eighties, so I didn't get to see any of them on screen. Um but I would really, really love to see Chuckie on the big screen, the original,
0: oh, the original child's play. play. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. It's just such a fun film. Yeah, yeah, that definitely, that definitely could do, could do with, um, well, almost. Well, no, it doesn't really need cleaning up. But you know, you know, a bit of a decent digital cinema release would be really good for that um introduce more and people it still, to it's
2: still something that's like obviously they've got the tv series now they've got the like they had the remake years ago so it's still a film that's very much um present and i just think it'd be nice especially for audiences that haven't seen like the original chucky to be able to go and experience that in the big screen
0: yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It'd be nice for people to see that original incarnation now because he's got more of a sort of wise, cracking, you know, sort of um, that's what people think of him, you know, whereas, you know, that first film's very menacing, you know, even up to the point where he reveals himself. Uh, so, yeah, no, agree. I think
1: you're right about just let's just re release stuff that's, that a lot of people haven't had a chance to see. Mm, yeah 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 it's it's the time you know like because you don't have to you don't have to put uh, such a wide release here for remakes i you know i know i'm lucky in that my cinema does tend to do maybe one or two every month and they just do the one showing and, and it's always full so yeah why not you've got loads of space to do that when you're not having to fill out you know, four screens with five showings a day for it. Yeah. So yeah, Definitely. I'm with you. More '80s stuff. Yeah. Just for just to show it. Yeah.
0: Um. Right. I'll I'll go next. Why not? Um. So, uh, as most of you probably know, we reviewed Nicolas Cage's The Wicker Man, and I had avoided watching the 70s version of The Wicker Man, because I didn't want it to um, change my opinion of of that film. And it was a good job because I watched The Wicker Man the other day and it was fantastic. And I wish I could see it on a cinema
1: screen. Um, so bizarre. It's sort of a musical. Well, I was, I was going to ask that. Do you agree with me then that it's the greatest ever film musical? uh maybe not (laughs) because i've got a soft spot for greece too um i did not expect that i thought you might say singing in the rain or something but (laughs) uh, i've got a real soft spot for greece
0: too um uh, don't ask me why
1: um but yeah I
0: i like the songs I uh, really, I I sort of know them as well. Anyway, let's not go to Greece too. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'd really, really love to see the Wicker Man. Um, I think it looks fantastic. Um, Christopher Lee's amazing in it as is Edward, Edward Woodwald. Um, yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, I'd like to, like I say, probably see it with better sound as well. Um, Cause I just think it's so bizarre, but so fantastic. It, it, I Me mean, you say
2: it's bizarre, but I live in a tiny village, so that's just like normal life. For me.
1: <laughs> you uh... well, would you like to see it given a, a, a good scrub and a restoration, or would you kind of like to see it as, as it was? Because I think I'd like to see it as a grainy old time capsule oh, yeah. definitely it it.
2: charm, doesn't it? it? definitely gives it the charm.
0: It does. It does. This it, it's something even about about that, that that adds just adds to the film when you're watching it with a modern eye. Um, so yeah, no, um, I, I'd re- I'd really I'd really love to see that in the cinema. Right, it's um, going to be a contender to go into my top ten horror films. I think. Um, you know
1: What, what I, I would say is keep your eyes peeled because it is the fiftieth anniversary of it ooh. this year. So. Of course it is, yeah. Hopefully, we will, you know, we'll have some cinemas take note and stick it in. Yeah, yeah. Because now's the time.
0: Yeah, I really, I really want to see that. It was, um, yes, a treat of a of a film. Um, yes, so it's like a mini review. That
1: <laughs> well, I have a problem now because you've both set me up with nice segues that I could have used. Because <laughs> for for two of mine anyway. I'm going to go with, with Chloe's segue because I think it's bad. So, all right. so Chloe said she wants films from the 80s. I, I'm going to go completely the opposite way. I want to see films that were only released on streaming get the big screen treatment when they deserve. So I'm going to go with one of my absolute favourite films from last year, uh, just a visual maelstrom uh, spectacle and one of the most interesting animated films i've ever seen full stop mad god needs to be put in cinemas because it went straight to shudder and it's criminal that a film that looks that amazing was not seen on the biggest screen possible
0: yeah i still haven't gotten to it um
2: you haven't seen it either
0: no so we can't we can't give you much of an opinion on that but um in, in terms good, of the film's content,
2: term.
1: go, go on. on. Sorry, yeah. In terms of the film's content, it, it might not get you going. You know, I, I think it will cater to a fairly niche audience in terms of what it's about, what it's, what it's trying to say. And it, it kind of does get a bit awkward and a bit difficult to watch at times because there isn't all that much of a story. But when it's so busy and just massive. In its you know in its making and its visuals it just needs to be on a massive screen just so that yeah. you can really just bask in this monstrosity of, of a movie yeah fully appreciate it yeah and unfortunately as much as I love shudder it can't provide that and yeah I'd quite like it.
2: Hmm. There's definitely a good few films that went straight to streaming that that could have done with, like, um, the uh, in. Is it the invitation from a few years ago that went on Netflix?
1: Uh, oh. so there were two films, weren't there, recently called the invitation? So there's one. Uh, that came Not out that last year about the vampires. One. Not that uh, one. And the then there's party one. the dinner party one. That's- the one yeah mm, yeah which is another really great film and one of the uh the horror genres we've mentioned before where it takes a sharp left turn in the middle of it which i i love
2: yeah
1: not yeah. quite I'm as actually, sharp as barbarian sure. but a good
0: one. <laughs> i mean talking of movies that that went to streaming that should have got cinema releases i mean well, we said this at the time pray that really should have um
1: yeah another one that really had it really built on its spectacle and yeah didn't get to uh to do is it well I'm actually I gonna...
2: literally just watched this about a week or two ago um, all right yeah it would it that would have been great on a big screen.
1: I'm, I'm gonna push my way in again and go for for my second one then before I let anyone else do it because while we're on the subject. (laughs) Because I'm doing it with my second one as well. And we mentioned Nick Cage earlier and he's he's back. Uh because a film that I'm not even sure did go to streaming here. I I got a Blu ray of it. And and it is just another one that which is the most gorgeous film. It made me scared of the colour purple. It's Mandy. (laughs) Like,
2: it's so funny because as you was talking about like my dog, that film came to mind, and I was like, th- "Like that could that would have looked great on a big screen too." Mm, yeah.
1: yeah, Panos Cosmatos he just created something insane with that film, and, and it's phantasmagoric. It's beautiful to look at, and it's it's full Nick Cage that that's the only way i can describe it
2: i think i would have benefited as well from us in a screening because it literally took me about four times to watch it's a bit of a because it is just a bit batshit crazy it and, can and I, take a minute to get into it and if you're not feeling it and you want something to grab your i mean it grabs your attention but like you just like what the fuck like so it's quite slow to get going to, as well, isn't it? Yeah, mm. if you've got that option to turn it off, like people will. Um, but if you're in the cinema, I think I, I know I like I've never left the cinema. I know people do, but I think you're more likely to stay and give it the chance it needs. Yeah. I'll
1: let someone else go now. I'll stop trampling over everyone. Mm.
0: No. Uh, yeah. Have you got any more, Chloe, or are you sticking with everything from
2: the 80s? Um, <laughs> I think it's just like a great shout, everything from the 80s. But um, going back to what um, Matthew was saying about streaming,
1: um, I think Fresh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed Fresh. Another one, Sharp Left Turn film. Mm, yeah, a yeah. great
2: film, and I think I remember watching that film and it's not that it's like necessarily like so me i don't know if you've seen the reaction videos of my mother watching terror of 2 but that is like all in your face graphic blood and fresh isn't like that but it still gave me that feeling right yeah it, it it definitely and i think if you saw that on the big screen like it would just amplify it so much more.
1: Yeah, and, and I think it's one that you you want to get invested in the characters for that one, isn't it? And yeah, again, you know when you, you're you're not getting distracted by things around you the same way, it would be good to to really pay attention to those characters and and, and get sucked into that horror.
0: Yeah. Mm. right well i am going to choose a hitchcock film oh okay uh from 1940 uh called rebecca which uh essentially is about a woman who marries a man and she moves to his house um i think called i think it's called mandalay oh i might have got that wrong but anyway the the, the the sort of staff there are still very loyal to his wife who died, and it's the the, the such a sort of um, it's such a tense movie to watch where you, uh, I can't even really explain it. it. wasn't an Oscar at the time, uh, but uh, yeah, I'd love to see that get a sort of proper digital cleanup and get put out on cinemas so people could, you know, rediscover. Hitchcock and see what I mean to me I'd never heard of it so I'd like you know people to see film something like that that they'd never really heard and go watch it and just enjoy it and
1: um you know it's kind of one that doesn't get mentioned does it among Hitchcock's you know classics which is I mean completely wrong it it is a great one
0: yeah, I absolutely I absolutely love it. I'm just trying to remember the name of the house. I think it was Mandalay. I think it I think
1: it is Mandalay, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's got Laurence Olivier in it, and he's very good. And um yeah, I just really, really, really enjoy it. There's um let me see. Judith Anderson in it plays Mrs. Danvers, who's like the housekeeper of the house, and there's a there's a scene in it where she's showing um the new, the new Mrs. De Winter around the, um, around the old, the old, not the old one the old wife's room, and it's so creepy. It's fantastic film. Um, I've been, I've been glad recently to watch some of these old films and discover stuff like that. Although it has started ruining modern horror for me actually, because <laughs> the amount of times you watch it and go, oh, they got this idea That's from, from this. The... yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got this idea from this. <laughs> No, I was going to say I watched a film recently called Lady in a Cage and it's got it. It's got the others in it. It's got the purge in it. It's got all sorts of things in it. You know, like uh, I'm like, hey, loads of movies have stolen from this one. Um, I don't necessarily know if it's stolen, but you know what I mean? Like you do, you do tend to start seeing that there aren't haven't been any original ideas for quite some time.
2: Well, I think there's a saying, isn't there, that there's only really like, I can't remember if it's three or five stories and then everything just goes from there.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe that's true, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was talking over you before, go on.
2: <laughs> like, like you say, when you see films in others, it it's it's very much a problem of like, when when I studied film, um. Like, when you learn the bones of it and then you start watching film again, it's like, oh, for God's sake, like, you have to learn to switch that part of your brain off again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I must admit, I did start to wonder if it was going to uh, make me stop enjoying uh, certain things. Um, but it it, it it never has, really. Because um, you can appreciate, I think, everything for different, different things and,
1: you know.
2: I, I, also,
1: I also like to see how... These things have been played with as well, you know. You can, you know, use the ideas and how do you get them out of them in a different way, you know, and how do you mm. express a different Modern emotion idea and you? stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I actually think it's yeah, it's something I think is really valuable if you enjoy film to to get an appreciation of you know as much older stuff as you can, really.
0: Yeah, of where it's come from and where it's going. Wow, this is like real proper. Actual film conversation. Look at us us go. People will never even make it this far either, probably. (laughs) No, I'm sure they will. Has anyone got any others or should we finally, should we make the sandwich?
1: Well, I'm going to, I'll go with one more, just because I, this is one that was re-released very recently and I wasn't able to get to it and I feel really sorry for it. It's a film that I've never really Jived with, it. and I, I felt when it was put on the cinemas that I was going to go and I'd finally get it and understand what you know what other people saw in it, uh, and then I couldn't go. And that is Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula film. Uh, so the reason I wanted to reissue is because I missed it the first time. And I'm sorry I did, and you
0: so, just want
1: to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you just give me another chance, please?
0: Oh, right, yeah, sorry, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. Well, um, yeah,
1: I've, I've always kind of been middle of the road with it. I've not really seen the appeal, but I think it's more I'm the problem and going to see it in a cinema I, I like to think would fix that. So, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely funny. All the right
0: environment
2: for
0: it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and anything's got to be better than the universal Dracula. Yeah, you hated that one, didn't you? That is a pile of shit.
2: <laughs> I don't think I really love any Dracula film, if I'm honest. I mean, like, in in the traditional Dracula sense,
1: mm.
2: none of them are really my vibe.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think I might be with you on that one. Um, I, I, I was a big fan of Buffy in that, but I can't say, aside, aside from maybe Let the Right One In, that there are loads of vampire films even that I actually am a big fan of.
1: I'm I mean, going to uh, say Dracula Dead and Loving It.
0: Oh, well, of course.
1: <laughs> Even though I, I think that's probably my least favourite Mel Brooks film. But
0: What's the one with
2: um, Eddie Murphy as well?
1: A vampire in Brooklyn.
2: That's
0: the one. Yeah, that one's all right. <laughs> no, nah, it's just it's not my subgenre, that one. Um. Anyway, we we we're definitely veering we are off. wrapping up no, we we're, we're yeah. <laughs> now. We we're veering off. We're veering off. We've made a delicious sandwich, though. I feel. Um. We've wrapped it up in in the lovely paper, and I put it like, popped it in a bag for you. Guess what it says on the bag? It says leave a five star review and join all the social medias <laughs> because uh, obviously we want you to carry our bag around and advertise to everybody out there. So. Consider the look, just do it right. Um, so let's say bye to everyone. Bye, Chloe. Thank you very much for coming on. Is, is there anything you want to plug, or oh, no, maybe no, no, no? just just in, enjoy kittens and 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 whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy kittens, name them Freddie and Jason or whatever you some Wednesday. I, I forgot. Let's just go. Come
1: on, join the social medias.
0: Yes, bye. Yeah. Bye.
2: Bye. <laughs> bye yeah.